Hello everyone, it's Saturday, July 8th. Welcome to Pop Goes the Girls, where we, two sisters born a decade apart, take a foray through our respective journeys through pop culture. I'm Daisy Kosh. And I'm Chelsea Davidson, the true star of this podcast. This episode is not <laughs> sponsored by Lay's limited edition nacho cheese Doritos flavor. Are they your cheese? They're nacho cheese. Yeah. I, I know it's a bit of a mouthful, but Lay's basically did like a limited edition flavor of nacho cheese Doritos. So basically, it tastes like a Dorito, but feels like a Lay's. Anyway, we're not sponsored by them, despite <laughs> the fact that we'll be eating them the entire episode. And that did sound like an ad, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the flavor of a Dorito sitting inside a Lay's. Yeah, it feels like a Lay's. <laughs> but it tastes like a Dorito. So, talking about chomping down on things, this week is Shark Week. Ah! Ah! So naturally, we'll be discussing works set in the water with dodo, 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 sharks. Yeah. Yes. And since we discussed major plot points, consider this your spoiler warning. We will be doing many, many spoilers. And if you don't know that by now, what have you been doing? If you don't know yeah. that by now. If they're, they're on like episode 20. Then you'll they never, know. ever, ever <laughs> know it. At all. Do you know that song? No, I have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I forgot you're each, one of those young each, people. Each week we talk about pop culture artifacts that shaped us and why they're memorable to us. We also have a fan theory fight club where we argue the merits or detriments of some of the fan theories surrounding interpreting different pop culture items. And lastly, we'll play a quick round of Twist the Sister where one of us loves something that the other hates, and this week that is true. Chelsea's actually watched what I'm going to be debating. And we'll open it up to a poll for you, yes, our lovely listeners, to decide which sister is right. Yes, you have. When did I watch it? You watched it with me, and you were like, eh. So now it's been what twelve years since it came so, out. So, so now I'm gonna it was make so you eh that I don't even remember watching it. That's not true. Just a blip on the radar. Yeah, but you go to sleep watching decent stuff all the time. You used to fall Excuse asleep and you kick me. me on the couch, and I'd be like, "Bitch, wake up!" Well, that's because you know. And then I, if I you lead a very any, busy life. And if you watch anything when you're sick, that's even more funny. You know, Daisy, Daisy, and you, you tap me one. What? What's wrong with you? I can hear my eyelashes. Yes. This is the kind of crazy shit I have to put up with when well, I'm trying to watch Roseanne. If I'm really, really, really sick, I am on next <laughs> level. Like I. I don't even need the medicine to be like I'm on drugs. I, it's it's hallucination city for me. Yeah. I don't know why I'm that way, but if I'm really sick, I'm Any that cold way. you have, it's on top of you. Oh, yes. Anyway, let's get started with our pop culture artifact, which we both watched very young because of this movie being basically mom's favorite movie of all time or one of her favorite movies of all time. Mm -hmm. We call it the summer movie at the house now because every summer <laughs> we watch it religiously. Every year we watch it in the summer to kind of kick off the summer season. You know, we get the summer energy going. We're going to be talking about Jaws. I don't want no volunteers. I don't want no mates. There's too many captains on this island. $10,000 for me by myself. For that you get the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. Jaws is like Spielberg's 101. Like if you if you like it it, it is. It's like your intro to Spielberg. And no. and I love a lot of Spielberg. People, a lot of people are interest, introduced to Spielberg through either Jurassic Park or E.T., which is annoying How? to me because How? I'm like what are you talking no, about? It's your 101. It's your essential Spielberg. It's distilled into this movie in my mind. He takes this kind of idea and applies it to everything else that he does. Mm. Whether it's the small town aesthetic, whether it's the certain shots that he uses, maybe it's the music that he uses, maybe it's the... the music um, is Spielberg's thing. 
He has a you good sound John guy. Williams, who does no, the, no, he has a good sound guy, part. and that makes all of his movies. Yeah. This dude does the sound. Yeah. Um, so I'm a big fan of Jaws. I have seen we Jaws. Both are. We we grew up on Jaws. I I saw Jaws originally on a VHS when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah, I, I had to watch it on the VHS as well for my birthday. We got the DVD. For my birthday, I went with my best friend and I saw Jaws re-released in 3D. And I mean, like in the last couple years, I've went and yeah. seen that. I loved that. That was a great gift for me. Shout out to Nicole for for doing that. Yeah. Um, you met her in episode nine. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Was it episode nine? Yeah. Okay. I know well. it's been a while. Um, but I and I've also went and saw there was a, a play that came out that was actually written by the son of one of the main cast members of Jaws. Robert Shaw's son, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that was called. I still think he looks like Granddad. Robert Shaw looked exactly like Granddad when he was young. That was called The Shark Is Broken. And I saw that, and I really enjoyed that as well. So I would have seen that had I gone, I am bathed I in this so I movie. I am so soaked in this movie. Yeah. To me, it there's no question about whether or not it's good or whether or not it's bad. There could be no question. It's it's essential. It's brilliant. I love it. Yeah. And I, and I truly do. I, I think from the inciting incident to... It's just everything about it. It is a great movie. Yeah. To the ending. I think it's got one of the best conclusions. Yeah, well, I think the movie itself... It has decent pacing, for one, because you're not sitting there like, oh my god, when is something going to happen in this thing? Because the movie throughout okay, the right. whole thing, the there's, there's constant suspense, because you don't know, you know, is is this going to be like a whole bloodbath? You know, is this shirt going to kill everyone on this island, or is it just going to kill like one or two people? Because you're constantly, you know, being run by the emotions of, what is it, three notes? The all that. Yeah. That basically gets your heart pumping from the start. You hear that music and you're like, oh shit, what's in the bushes? Yeah. Even though you're on land. <laughs> um, but you have that clear... It, it is a horror movie, even though it's not as bloody or gory as a lot of horror movies are. Um, and it, I think I would even argue it's the only horror movie you can watch. Because most of the time you turn into someone's shadow when you're watching a horror movie. Me? Yeah, because you're such a chicken. Like, I remember when we watched the remake of Texas Chainsaw. Oh, no, you followed mom into the bathroom after because you were too scared to be I, in the I light follow, of day. Whoever is sitting with me, if I'm horrified by something and it really gets gets to Chelsea's me really convinced deeply, there's someone around. I, one, <laughs> one fine example of that is Gremlins. Gremlins. Yeah. Which I, I find it hysterical. You know, we're, we're still we'll talk, I'm sure we'll talk about Gremlins at some point. Yeah, probably when we're coming to it's Christmas. It is, it is absolute horror and fear in me. And I will follow. I don't care who you are. I don't care how well I know you. You are now my horror buddy. Yeah. I will she follow is your you shadow. to the ends of the earth. You think <laughs> she you're is getting your away shadow. You're not, because now your job is to protect me from all yeah. the things I just saw. Well, I remember feeling this huge sense of abandonment, because when we were watching Texas Chainsaw, you followed them to the bathroom and you left me on the couch. Oh, yeah. It's too late for like, you. Yeah. Like, you're on your own, sister. Like someone was going to come in through the window and yeah. kill me, but you were fine because you were in the bathroom oh, with yeah. mom with I your Pocahontas blanket wrapped around you. Oh, I did. You. I had double protection. I, not yeah. only did I have a Pocahontas bl blanket, you shout had out to Disney Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> this really ages me, honestly. <laughs> but shout out to Pocahontas. I remember that blanket. And shout out to my mother for being the ace protector that she needed to be. Because I'm you know what mom was thinking? Bitch, go away. All I want to do is pee. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I need the bathroom. Back <laughs> off. And I'm like, no, and you're no. like, that's okay. I'll, I'll guard can, the door. You can hold it. You can hold it. It'll yeah. be fine. But yeah, I think it's like the only horror movie you can watch and you don't shit yourself or need to be a shadow after because I've seen you watch Jaws yeah, and I've you don't need to stay attached to my hip after. It wasn't always that way. Yeah. 
There was a time. I'm sure there was probably like six year old Chelsea. Like, Before you were born, mommy. there was a time. <laughs> yeah, mommy. I, I definitely. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I've gotten so used to the movie, just so, so exposed. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. Oh, okay. I, I see you reaching for the nacho cheese. Yeah, I'm ready. Well, I think you'll like them. I already, I already got started on them. Before it got here. <laughs> Don't talk and open it at the same time because all you can hear is crinkle, crinkle. Okay, fine. I already got started on the peg before I got here, so I'm uh, trying to like restrain myself. Oh, it, it is. This is like saturated in it. I know. Orange. Yeah, it oh, tastes like Dorito. Man. I'm telling you. This looks like almost like a. Oh, I, you know, I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. Let me just eat it first. Just put it in your face. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, I think the music really makes the villain out of the shark in it. I love that uh, it also taught me... It's like a Cheeto. I don't like it. It tastes like Dorito. It tastes like a Cheeto. It doesn't taste like a Cheeto. I've eaten Cheetos, hun. I love Cheetos. Don't I you hun Cheeto. me. I'm telling you what this tastes honey, like and I don't want it. Honey, It's a Dorito lace. <laughs> anyway, um, back to what I was saying. It really... No. I think the impact that Jaws had on me affected my movie taste as I entered my love of horror because um, I loved Scream from the get-go, but that was because I loved slasher movies, and that, like, led to a separate path. Jaws introduced me to suspense movies and the power of suspense movies. Thriller. Which led me yeah. into Hitchcock stuff. I liked Psycho. I love the birds. I think that's his best movie. I, I eat the birds up. That being said... You I, eat the birds up, do you? I do. I eat them up, Turkey, and I leave no crumbs. Any- <laughs> um, uh, but I, that being said, I haven't seen Vertigo or Rear Window, which I feel like just because of, like... Rear Window, I am so Jimmy Stewart in. really speaks my language. Um, <laughs> I find you Stewart face. very attractive. Oh God, yeah. I don't even need him in it. I don't even need him in It's a Wonderful Life. He, he's he's uh, gorgeous. Yeah, he's cute. He's cutie. Yeah, uh, there were he's, a few. He's very there were debonair. a few. I, I like yeah. that. I also like George Peppard in Breakfast at Tiffany's. I think he's, even though he's a gigolo, he's a you're nice like he could be my gigolo brother. any day. Yeah. Yeah, he's a gigolo. So See, you mean, I always so you mean I have a chance. I, I always knew him as Hannibal in yeah, but he 18. doesn't. He doesn't look like Hannibal. No, no. I I enjoyed George when George was older, and you were like, "Look at that hottie with a body." I I quite enjoy. Yeah, they were way off track. Yeah, but Jimmy back Stewart, on track. Yes. Yeah. It introduced me to suspense movies and really got me going into like my Hitchcock yeah. phase. And which like, which is important because Spielberg was influenced by Hitchcock. That's kind yeah. of an important thing to understand. I mean. He uses a shot that's very famous in Jaws, where he has that realization that there's a shark in the water, and he zooms in but pulls the camera back at the same time. Yes, and it's called the Hitchcock zoom because it it gives you, you a it, you it's have hard a to sense describe. of like dread fill the character. Yeah, because you're seeing their face, their emotional impact, but also getting the sense like everything is so far away, but also you feel like intense. Yeah, you feel impact. It's it's yeah, very it. uneasy. It, it yeah. disorients you to a certain extent. But I also, I'd also um was perfect for me because when I was watching Jaws, they also used to do the reruns of the like half hour Hitchcock episodes where yeah. you just see the, the, the silhouette of, of his face, the, the profile of his face. Yeah, I used to love those, and I used to watch them with mom. And that kind of, like, I was like, oh, this is kind of like Jaws, and then the went down that Jaws, rabbit hole. Here's here's part of the beauty of Jaws, which you kind of brought up with the Hitchcock thing. It's what you don't see. That's more that's scary. That's more scary. And so you don't see the shark for most of the movie. You uh, but there's actually a reason yeah. behind that. There's an, a logistical reason behind that, and that's because the, the shark, shark wasn't was broken working. all the time. Bruce the shark, that they called it, constantly fell apart in the water, stopped yeah. working, caused massive delays. So they had to make it suspenseful because Bruce couldn't be in it. Yeah, so they're just like, you know what, we'll just run the camera through the water and yeah. use the music, and that's enough. You don't have to see it to be freaked out, and that was, that's kind of the beauty of the movie, and and also puts 
you know, a little bit of that Hitchcock suspense in there, yeah. too. Because Hitchcock did the same thing. Uh, two other things. Uh, did one, you Yes. Okay. Uh, one, Richard Dreyfuss being in it. I, I love Richard Dreyfuss, period. But his character in it is so, so awesome. Like, I still can quote some of the funny stuff he says. Like, when he's turning, he's like, hoop, and he's tapping on the thing, telling him what to do. He goes, aye, aye, sir, arr, laddie, arr. And you yeah. can see he's ready his to, like, strangle him. Yeah. And then when he turns around and he's asking, you know, all the other fishermen who are about to go out and try to hunt the shark down, he says, hey, can you recommend a decent hotel or restaurant in town? And they go, oh, I'll walk straight ahead, right into the water. And he's like, huh, they're all going to die. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Because he clearly... Like, he's very sarcastic and dry-witted. He's, he's, he's someone who comes from money, so normally for me that means they're going to be a dick and I hate them, but he... <laughs> but he... It's not yeah, like... It's not, not like he wait... Okay. It's not like he wait... No, I just I just know how I am when I'm watching something. Usually when they're wealthier, I'm like, oh, you're such a dick. Because, like, they usually wave their wealth around. That's usually what happens to they're a wealthy character. Yeah. Okay. And I usually don't like that. But in it, he doesn't wave his money around. Like, he'll turn around, he'll take... He's, um, but he is very cerebral and take, educated. Uh, Schneider very... out, then he's Schneider. Yeah. He'll take him out on the boat, and he's like, God, they pay you all this money, and, you know, who who, who gives you all the money for this? He goes, I do. Yeah. And he's like, what, are you rich? And he's like, me or the whole family? Yeah. Like, he doesn't bring it up. It's people yeah. ask him, and he's like, yeah. I guess you could say I'm rich, but, but very... it's not something that he brings up. It's not his identity. Your only inkling that he is, though, is because of his level of education. Yes. He's a very educated person in this. Yes. And, and you you can tell by the way he holds himself, by the way well, he, he calls Well, he calls it. it, like, a Carcarian Carcarius. It's a great white. Like, yeah. when he... The, when knowing you, the Latin When name. you refer to a shark as a Carcarian Carcarius, you're like, this dude like, got a here's brain. Here's the genus and here's the species. I know all of it. Yeah. Like, that kind of thing. I love the snort chops. Yeah, the, it, it's that level of... <laughs> I feel like that's how I come off when I turn around and I list body parts, and I'm like, oh yeah, the pain shot from my ga- from it is, my gastrocnemius into my patel, and they're like, oh, thank you, Dr. Tacey, and I'm like, yeah. I don't mean to sound like that, I'm just telling you, you exactly to, what's happening. Do. I don't mean to sound pretentious, I'm just telling you, you what's wrong. You don't mean to sound pretentious, but you do. But, yeah, um, I loved that. But I also made uh, a little observation. This is semi-connected to our Indiana Jones episode, which I forgot to mention. Steven Spielberg is the luckiest bitch alive. (laughs) And it's because he gets uh, shooting stars in his movies. In Jaws, he has... What do you mean shooting stars? Like, you know, shooting stars in the sky? He has accidental shots in both Jaws. And I don't know if it's at the first or the second Indiana Jones movie. He has a shooting star in that as well. And it's entire like I love a fan theory that connects Jaws to Indiana Jones because that should be it's crazy. It's the same star. Yeah, that yeah, no. <laughs> this was the they're, they're a completely different time period. But yeah, that kind of that kind of blows my mind that he has these accidental meteor showers the day that he's recording this stuff. You know, I want to set the shot like this. We see the sky. Oh look at that. Let's keep going. Like that's what it feels like. Yeah. Like because he keeps the shots. It's not like. You know, we had a meteor shower and we only kept the shot that was good and you missed the meteor shower. He happens to have shooting stars in both projects, which I think is crazy. But that was my two things. We love Jaws. We love the cast. I genuinely believe Robert Shaw is the doppelganger to Granda when he was young because I think they look identical. That's not... No one cares about that. No one knows it what grandfather looks like. It matters to me. You've seen, you've seen Robert Shaw in Jaws. You know that's what her grandfather looked like when he was young. Period. <laughs> I don't care what anyone else says. And we love Richard Dreyfus. And yeah, I think I think that's our a good leaving thought for Jaws. Um next we're on to our fan theory fight club. 
which I really, I find this fan theory cool. Uh, I'm do you not, have the fan theory? Yes, I do. Oh, I had a fan theory too. It okay. might be the same one. You never know. Okay. So we're going to be talking about Finding Nemo. Are you sure you want to go to school this year? Because there's no problem if you don't. You can wait five or six years. Come on, Dad. It's time for school. Uh-uh-uh. Forgot to brush. Oh. Do you want this anemone to sting you? Yes. Brush. <sighs> okay, I'm done. Oh, you missed a spot. Where? There. <laughs> <laughs> right there. <laughs> so, specifically, um, the fan theory I'm going to be discussing is the fact that Nemo is like a coping mechanism or a coping device to deal with Coral's loss. Specifically, I'm talking about Marlin, who's his dad in it, that Nemo uh, is a coping device to deal with his wife's loss, as well as the loss of all of their other eggs that they had. So the theory suggests that Nemo actually died when the wife and all of the brothers and sisters died, when they were all, you know, eggs. And that Nemo is, in fact, a figment of Marlin's, like, grief struck... Yeah, manifestation. Em ...imagination. Yeah. yeah. Um, Same theory. And his journey to find Nemo is actually his journey through the five stages of grief. So, I don't know if you went into this like I did, but I like I outlined when the five stages well, were occurring. Do you know about the Nemo? The fact yes, that Nemo, Nemo in Latin means nobody? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the first thing that you see when you're watching it, you have Marlin's fear of the ocean and like his fear of Nemo going to school. He doesn't want him to leave the nest kind of thing. That represents the denial stage, and it's like his like refusal to let his son go. That's what that is. Then you have the fight between Marlin and Nemo, where, you know, I touch the butt and he hits the boat. I touch the butt. Yeah. Um, that is the anger stage because the situation is out of his control. He's having, you know, the anger of that happening. Then Marlin is partnering up with Dory begrudgingly to help recover Nemo, like help in his recovery. Uh, and that is like the bargaining phase because he makes peace with the fact that he has to partnered with Dory to get his son back. Um, when Marlin sees Nemo get flushed down the drain, that's the whole like despair and depression stage because um, he has to acknowledge the fact that he may never see Nemo again, that Nemo may be gone. Uh, and then Marlin at the end of the movie learns to give Nemo more freedom and this is supposed to be like the acceptance phase because he's willing to let go and move on from his grief, okay? So, there's also additional things that occur within the movie, like supporting characters are constantly telling Marlin to let go of his son. More specifically, saying let go of his son, like, let go of your loss, let go of this, like, idea that your son's alive kind of thing. Also, the fact that Marlin takes a trip to the land down under could be, like, a reference to the underworld mm -hmm. instead of it just being Australia. Um, and then people would be like, oh, okay, well, how is Nemo talking to all these fish then at the dental office? You know, how's that working? So the theory behind that portion within this theory is that the fish tank is like aquatic purgatory. That's, um, like, the fish, their attempt I to... I think they were visions. Their, their, like, attempt to escape the fish tank is like their attempt to get into the afterlife. And like, like you already mentioned, Nemo actually means nobody in Latin. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the theory. That Nemo doesn't exist. I like Marlin, the theory, but it, I think it's kind of weak. Marlin is grieving. It, I, I didn't really like the theory until, like, it was broken down, like, these are the phases. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, Marlin crazy. His son dead. 
and now I, I'm not sure. I, I don't want it to be true, and I think that's part of the reason why I'm struggling to be like, yeah, this is accurate. So you're just, you're just a... <laughs> I don't want him to be dead. I like Nemo. You're like, no, no, I just refuse to approve this theory. To be fair, though, Nemo isn't really in it. He's not in Finding Dory, is he? Nemo isn't. No, he's not. So Nemo could be dead. Yeah. Because you never see him again. Well, that, it, that's a really depressing theory. Yeah. It, it really <laughs> makes it really dark. Considering most Disney or Disney Everybody partnered freaking dies in animated in stuff. Movies. Well, Up was really the one that kills everybody. Oh my god. Up Up was traumatizing to the point that the people in the theater that had brought their child, their child said in a quiet theater, Mommy, is it going to get better? And she goes, yeah, it's going to get better. It was opening night. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way that they knew. Unless this woman had somehow been involved with the making of the movie. She had no idea how Up was going to go. Yeah. So a lot of trepidation in her voice as she went, no, no, it improves. I remember so clearly seeing Up with uh, my best friend and her parents. And uh, I remember sitting there and I was sitting... We saw it at the same theater. I remember you went and I went into the showing right after. Yeah. But I remember seeing it and I felt really bad because everyone around me was crying and you used to joke, and mom used to make the same joke, that my heart was made of stone because yeah, I only yeah. cried. Not a joke. Watch, I, only, I only used to cry watching Lilo and Stitch mm -hmm. because I love Stitch so much. And when he goes out with the book and, he, and he's like, you know, I'm lost because he felt like the ugly duckling, I would bawl. And to be <laughs> fair, now I bawl too. But uh, I've since grown further from that. I cried other stuff too. But at the time, Lilo and Stitch was the only thing that could make me cry. So I was sitting watching up and I was like, that's sad. And that's all my brain was thinking. Meanwhile, I looked over at my best friend and my best friend was like curling into her mother, crying her eyes out. And I was like, am I not having the appropriate reaction to up? Because everyone else, like people were like sobbing around me and we're not even 10 minutes in. And I was like, well, this has got to be connected to the rest of the story. So let's yeah. just keep going. Like yeah. for me, it was like just power through. Was, and everyone uh, else was like, oh my god, she's dead. Like, yeah. they were falling apart. But yeah, I was, I wasn't in the same mindset as everyone else, and I felt bad for it. But yeah, um, back on track, do you believe in the Finding Nemo theory? You think it's sad, but it's true? Yeah, I don't want to believe it, but I think, yeah, it has, it definitely holds water. Yeah. But don't bump, because it's all in the water. Very good, very you good. You liked my joke? I didn't think it was that good, but thank you. Well, I I'll figure I gotta support you on one of them. I'll take it. This is the one I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you your yes. due. Yes, fine. Um, so now on to our Twisted Sister segment, where we will be discussing a movie that is based off of a true story. Uh, has one of the most recognizable actresses of the. What? Hold on, I want to get I into don't something. Hold on. Her. Hold on. One of the most recognizable actresses of like children's rip your heart out movies yes of I the agree 2000s with that. <laughs> uh and we'll be talking about soul surfer hope got a call from that show inside edition and they want to give bethany a prosthetic arm wait wait, wait. she's been home for five minutes they're gonna pay for the entire you thing talk to a tv show and it's custom made well it looks normal i would think so awesome can they make one i can surf with what does she have to do all she has to do is give a brief interview wearing the arm. Check out my sister, the celebrity. You don't have to do this. No. I want to. Now, 
Soul Surfer, when I'm talking about this actress that I was referring to that was, you know, a very key part of my childhood of ripping my heart out of my ass, <laughs> that was Anna Sophia Robb, who I genuinely believe mm. is, like, she's such a talented actress, like, just on her own, but I genuinely think she's the only person in the world that was made to play Tinkerbell. If they ever did a Made pink, to play Tinkerbell. Yeah, have you seen what Anna Sophia Robb looks like? She looks like Tinkerbell. Like, if you've seen the cartoon of Tinkerbell, the Disney Tinkerbell, she looks exactly like Tinkerbell. I want to be Tinkerbell so bad. Make another Peter Pan. I don't want Yara Shahidi to be Tinkerbell. I want it to be Anna Sophia Robb. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yana Shahiri is what? Yara Shahidi. You're saying a lot of things at me. In the new, like, the new Peter Pan movie that they did, uh -huh. she plays Tinkerbell. Okay. You know her from Blackish? And Gronish? No. She's like graduated from Yale. The daughter? Oh! Yeah, she played Tinkerbell. Oh. I don't want her playing Tinkerbell. Oh. No offense to her at all. I don't I haven't seen it. I wouldn't know whether or not she was good or not in it. I want Anna Sophia Robb to play Tinkerbell. So bad. Like I'd love it so so much. Anyway, back on track. Um Anna Sophia Robb, you probably know her from Bridge Terabithia as the girl who made you cry your eyes out. Um <laughs> also the best character in it. Yeah. Um but in this, she much. plays the, she play in the movie, she plays Bethany Hamilton, who is a real life uh, survivor of a shark attack when her and her friend were practicing for an upcoming swimming competition. She was attacked by a shark and ended up losing her- True story. Is Just it her left arm or her right arm? She lost, she lost one of her arms up to like her shoulder and had to learn how to overcome that, get back on the board and compete again in you know nationals and stuff like that because surfing was her life which is why the movie obviously is called soul surfer um i would say that the story itself is like a beautiful tale of like perseverance but it's also told by talented actors you have like dennis quaid you got helen hunt you've got funnily enough the guy who's from the oc who plays um the one that's tate donovan no not, not tate, tate donovan, donovan. Um, oh, I can't for the life of me remember his name, and it's killing me. Uh, anyway, once I remember, he's Gallagher? in it. Peter Gallagher? No, not Peter Gallagher. He's in it later. He's Ryan's dad, who ends up with mm. Marissa's mom. Um, can't for the life of me remember. Who his doesn't name. end up with Marissa's mom is the real question here. <laughs> well, the Sandy woman, doesn't because he can't even. Everyone. Peter Gallagher can't stand her, so you know that's no. never going to happen. No. But uh, back on track. A lot of famous people are in it. Good actors. Also, shout out to Jeremy Sumter, who was my first ever We're not like movie crush. Ironically, he played Peter Pan in the live action Peter Pan from like 2005. Why must you do this to me? Love, love, love him. And he's a little grown up in this. He's well, he's a lot grown up in this. Um, but <laughs> he's in this as well. I loved that they were telling a true story. It felt. It didn't feel like a documentary, though, which I think is really key, because sometimes when you tell something that's based off of a true story, their focus being on it being, you know, true to what actually happened makes the story less exciting. But when you watch this, if you didn't know that this was based off of a real person, the movie is good all on its own. And um, right, also, shout so. out to Hawaii, because they filmed the whole thing in Hawaii. It's not like they were like... Shout out to Hawaii? Yeah, just the whole the whole state. <laughs> the whole state of Hawaii. Yes, I'd love to go there someday. We oh. want sponsorship, just so I can get there. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh so God. beautiful. The movie's beautiful, the acting's beautiful. It's a true story, which makes it even more beautiful, because it's... You know, it, it's it's real. It's It's not just Hollywood magic. It's legit.
And uh, Bethany Hamilton even was like a contributor to it. Like she was a consultant with the movie. Uh, yeah, I think it was good all the way around. You, for some reason, don't remember watching it, which I don't no, even quite I really understand. Don't. Just blocked it out completely. I you really were probably don't. like half asleep. Sure. What are you saying sure for? It's entirely possible. What's, what's your issue with it? I find it boring. Like, I find it like a sugar-coated cash-in on a real tra tragedy. I don't like that. You don't like that it has, like, you don't even like that it has, like, Little Mermaid, you know. Little Mermaid? Like, that kind of energy. Like, she used to, I she don't even get says, that kind of she energy. even says at the start of it that her parents used to joke that she was a mermaid because she spent so much time in the water. Yeah. And, like, you feel what she's feeling when you're watching it. Like, it's I, very good at I having don't. the emotional impact. I don't. I, I find it boring. I, I don't know what else to say. I find it boring I, to the point that I don't remember it. Like, I really don't I think you should watch it, it again. Instead of watching Raiders of the Lost Ark for, like, the 50th time, <laughs> I think you should watch Soul Surfer and then get back to me and see if you're like, oh, I remember this now. I actually do like this movie. You were so right, Daisy. And then, like, record it so we can play it for next Whatever week's podcast. Whatever you want to tell yourself. Like, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna fight you on this one. If you think that I would like it, then maybe I would, but I don't think that... I, I remember you being so into this. You had the posters. I did. You had the book. I, I bought you the book. everything. I bought the book. Yeah. That's how invested I was. I bought the book that she wrote. It was a bit much. Yeah. It was so bad. It was a bit much for me. It, it felt... Well, to you, it seems like it felt like a phase for me on your yeah. end. It but did. I do. I love it now. I, I watch it now, and I think it's just as beautiful of a story. Because it's, it's more than just, you know, this girl was bit by a shark, and then she had to figure out how to get back on the board. It's a real beautiful story of, like, perseverance and, like, the struggle of the fact that she went th some, through something really traumatic, and all people wanted from her was an interview. And they were like, let's give you a prosthetic arm as long as you do an interview with us. And, like, stuff like that. They were constantly just trying to get her in front of a camera. And all she wanted to do was train to get back on the board. And I think that was really moving. And I just, I love the movie and you feel, eh, about it. So I don't think I'm going to twist you. <laughs> just because. I'm, I find it, I find it dull. I, I don't know what it is. I like Anna Sophia Robb. I think she's a good actress. Her. I think that the, the story isn't very strong. And it's, it's a true story. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe I don't like surfing. Maybe that's it. Oh, this made me want to... I don't know. This, don't you remember I went and I bought one of those cheap surfboards, the styrofoam ones? Yeah. To help, like, train myself to surf. And we had, like, no waves where we go <laughs> to the beach. Like, I'm, I'm laying on this thing and the waves are just going I under me. I do remember that. Yeah. You, you got a surfboard just to basically yeah. float on in the water. Yeah. Like, there was no... I wanted to feel like her. There's no movement. Can't you tell? There's no forward momentum <laughs> at all. It's just, I'll float here, guys, yeah. until the waves I'd even, like, I'd even, like, paddle and Dad's like, don't go any further. There's a drop-off. I know most... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I loved it. I, I know that... Well, my husband loves sports movies, and he loves this movie. He thinks it's a great movie. He's very into sports movies. What, he loves Soul Server? He loves Soul Server. He thinks it's really, really good. I can't get behind it. I, I'm applauding your for? husband's taste. Not me. <laughs> Not me. I just, I find it dull. I, I can't, I don't know. Whatever. That's just my opinion. I think you should just give it yeah. another chance. I have. I no, you haven't given another chance. You're yes, a liar. I have. You don't even remember if you'd seen it once, let alone being like, oh, I'm I did give it chance. another chance. It was on, you I believe fibber. it's on Netflix. You I'm not fibbing. I had it lined up because I knew we were going to talk about it. I tried to watch it again, and I swear to God, I just, <sighs> right out, fell asleep. I just, um, was it 10 o'clock at night? 
That's your bedtime. Okay. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed our shark week where we have work set in water. Yes. Um, but yeah, go watch Jaws, watch Finding Nemo, watch Soul Surfer, watch Finding Nemo now with the whole mentality that Nemo is not there. Yeah, and just see to, how that see, does for your see, mental health. Yeah, see how that, that experience is for you. Shit. Anyway, hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll see you again next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.